five six. Hoo-ha. 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 I can't remember the other thing he was saying. I know. He was like, one, one, Keep talking. One, two, testing, three, testing. four, hey, five, six. We are live. Back we are action. live in Studio Bankins, <laughs> not in Studio B. We have been relocated. This is we Studio are, Bankins. We are happy to be here. We want to say a thank you to our sponsor, yeah, Bubba Gump. <laughs> <laughs> he is sponsoring us on this Frish Fry this afternoon. Frish Fry. This Frish Fry. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Woo. This is really good. How do I sound in your head? You sound good. Oh, awesome. Sounds really good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds like you always sound. Sweet. Facts. Crispy. Okay, we are live. In five, four, three, two, one, 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 one. Let's get it. <laughs> <laughs> How's everyone going? This is the Steadfast Devotion Podcast. My name is John Calvin Chance. And I'm Trey Cornwell. And we have a special guest today. A, a, y'all, y'all are in for a treat. We have the one and only Brother Mike Canfield. Brother Mike. Brother Mike. I am happy to be here <laughs> with these fine young gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Well, if you don't know who Brother Mike is, he is the youth pastor here at First Pentecostal Church of Wichita, Kansas. He has been uh, in ministry, youth ministry, for what, 17 years? Is that what you told me? Which yeah. Is, that's that's oh, give or take. Give or take. If you don't know that. who Brother Mike is, man, you better recognize. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't hear, if you didn't hear our first episode, we kind of, you know, oh, uh, man. we kind of brought it in. <laughs> I'm glad we're most, not filming. He's the most <laughs> humble and ripped man I know. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Well, I would say thank you for joining us today. Excited to be here. This is this is really cool. I, I enjoyed uh, listening to you guys kind of banter back and forth yeah. and getting to some word a little bit. So I'm excited for where this thing is going to go with you guys. Awesome. So it's going to be great. Amen. Before we get started, yes. make sure you follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, and potentially Twitter. And you know what? On Spotify. Yeah. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast for the Android users. For the Android <laughs> users, mm, ain't the will of God. <laughs> <laughs> but anywhere that you get your podcast, and we like to say thank you to all of our listeners, all of our supporters, and everyone who has uh, called us, texted us, uh, just gave us an extreme amount of support. Honestly, and oh my goodness, we cannot thank you guys enough. Oh man! Before we get too far into this, do you guys like apostolic? content oh yeah bro. absolutely do, do you got you we're, know work it's hard to find sometimes honestly though. hey i know a great episode i know podcast. an absolutely fantastic great podcast Man, are we are we're aligned right now okay on the count of three say who it is one two three adam shaw <laughs> sorry brother young brother young no bro brother young's podcast bro <laughs> You can find Brother Young's podcast uh, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. Yeah. And the title of this podcast, you do not want to forget. If you're listening right now, write mm. it down. It's called The Search for Truth. Truth. And Brother Young, man, at the age that he is at, is probably one of the most wisest people that I know. Oh, I know, man. And the content that he gives, he goes through... He, he basically glows through just an amazing Bible study. Yeah. I just recently listened to his recent episode on yeah. the ladder rain. Oh. And, man, I just – I was just so amazed. It, I had to go back and read the uh, text that he was talking about. Definitely. It was just so powerful. Definitely. And I would say anybody who is listening to this – first of all, listen to our podcast first. <laughs> <laughs> then when you're finished Wait, with aren't the, they listening right now? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yes. And check yes <laughs> if you after you finish listening to our podcast make sure you go check out brother young's podcast for search, search for, for truth. truth yes on apple podcast on google podcast and on, on spotify and wherever you, you want to miss it and wherever you get your podcast so brother mike thank you for joining us today absolutely like say, we've we were, we Trey and I were i don't know after our first episode we just started like calling each other every day it felt like i mean it was, it was every day we, we were calling each other and we we're like well, who could be on the next episode and you were the first person that we thought of oh man and uh, 
today uh, you must have asked a hundred people already <laughs> oh man you you know what honestly I, it, it had to be brother Mike it had to it be. couldn't have been anybody else no it couldn't <laughs> be anybody else <laughs> well, I'm yeah. glad to be here <laughs> <laughs> well uh is there anything that you've been uh, you know been reading on studying on recently that you want to just share um, with us sure yeah i could i could share a couple things um probably the one of the biggest things that seems like i don't want to say god's been dealing with me on mm-hmm. but with with reaching out and, and and life in general um if i had to put it in a little phrase uh it, it might be a message someday i don't know I, I really feel like it's just more for me personally so hopefully mm-hmm. this blesses someone too but uh trusting in the trial mm, that's wow. that's what's <laughs> been touching me lately going through wow. different studies and you know reading the word and just praying and when you have when you're building a relationship yeah. in the beginning you don't have to worry too much about trust it's just kind of getting to know one another That's right. yeah but later when things are a little rough and sticky and confusion sets in or opposition wow. when you when you have some trust in the beginning in that relationship you actually don't have to trust so much later because you don't have to worry. <laughs> but when you're in that trial, at the same time, your trust gets much more important wow. because now you have to act on that trust. Wow. And that's and that's what God's been dealing with me lately, you know, with questions, with wondering and conversations, wow. with your own struggles. Um, where, 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 where do my worries are? Do I have worries? Should yeah. I be worried? I should not be worried because my faith and hope my trust is in him wow man that's good uh, so that's that's what god's really been working on on me lately is you know we should have no problem laying our head to bed at night that's right yeah. getting good rest waking up in the morning to a beautiful sunshiny mm-hmm. day here in the middle of november and beautiful weather and just being grateful to be alive and, and glad um for what god's doing wow yeah. you wow. know um especially since you've worked in youth ministry for I mean, since Noah got off the yard. Yeah. How, how old are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm 19. Yeah. And you probably started working in youth when I was probably one or two. And you've been through it. You've been through Every just day. about anything that a youth pastor could expect and more. Oh, yeah. And you talk about having faith or trusting even in the trial. And a lot of times our trust comes from a trial absolutely and when we have a trial we are almost forced to lean upon god Mm -hmm. but you know what's funny again dealing with me is why do we have to get the trust in the trial yeah Yeah. sometimes the trial is putting the trust in us because it wasn't there before yeah Mm -hmm. we took something for granted or easy before and okay now i'm in the trial okay now i'm kind of getting my soul checked a little bit like Mm -hmm. oh now you're trusting me Yeah. yeah this is what I need you to do beforehand. Maybe I wouldn't have made that choice or that decision to get in this trial because <laughs> mm-hmm. we tend to put ourselves in oh, a lot of them. That'll oh, preach. Yeah. But, but, but absolutely, trust will come in the trial. Oh, that's yeah. right. Absolutely. That is something yeah. that's um, – that, this is Brother Mike for y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. This is just starting off strong. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's black yeah. coffee right there. Honestly, bro. That's black coffee right there. Yeah. Well, you know, it reminds me of uh, – Joseph, for example, he had to trust in his trial, uh, called at a young age um, to, you know, receives a dream from God. And through that process, he didn't realize that he was going to be, you know, a servant in his case, you know, thrown mm-hmm. into a, uh, a pit and then sold to some guys, you know, needed somebody to help clean up a house, but I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, he had to go through those uh, situations, you know, and through the trials, he trusted God and became uh, second in command of Egypt. And the circle of, you know, all his brothers leaving him came back into a, um, came back into circle. And I think it's interesting to say he if he didn't go through those trials the decision that he would have made would have been completely different man and absolutely there's there's nothing wrong with being number 2 honestly oh, hey, wow you know what before we go any further mm. the topic for today's podcast is simply servanthood before leadership yeah 
And Brother Mike has told me something that he, he told me this probably, I don't know, four years ago. And he didn't have any idea of what he told me, but little did he know that just a simple couple words would literally have one of the biggest impacts on my life. And Brother Mike told me one time that servants need to get used to no, uh, servants need to get used to knowing, but not being known. Ooh. And I I went back a couple like I don't know a couple maybe a year ago and I told Brother Mike I said do you remember telling me that he goes and I got no idea I don't even, I don't remember what did I say I need to write that down. <laughs> Brother Mike said, end quote, servants need to get used to knowing, but not being known. That's so good. And we had, um, I want to piggyback on that Joseph thought. Yeah. Because uh, Brother Dylan from Madison, Mississippi came and preached our service this, service this morning My on forgiveness. Lord, that man preached a masterpiece. A masterpiece. Now get this. This is something that God hit me with. Because if you're going to ever be a servant, mm. you have got to literally be baptized with the spirit of forgiveness. Oh, that's so because true. Because servants, whether you like it or not, servants will get ran over sometimes. Yeah. People that are just so generous and giving. Um, I mean, pe- people are humans. Taking pe- take advantage of People will yeah. take advantage of you. Yeah. And that's the thing with that I want to talk about with Joseph that, that God was dealing with me about when Brother Dylan was preaching. Mm-hmm. Because he talked about, how when Joseph forgave, he forgave his brothers, right? Yeah. Restored the family just by forgiving. But what God hit me with was when Joseph forgave, Egypt literally was the most powerful nation mm-hmm. at the time when Joseph was second in command. Yeah. And when Joseph forgave his brothers and he, he, he brought them to Egypt and he gave them the corn and he gave them the, the food and he puts the, the cup in Benjamin's sack, right? Yep, yep. When Joseph forgave his brothers, it literally destroyed the future of Egypt mm-hmm. because when the Israelites were taken out of Egypt by Moses, when he delivered the Israelites, mm-hmm. Egypt has never recovered from that to this day they've never recovered Hmm. forgiveness can literally destroy any enemy that comes against you forever yeah the spirit of bitterness you forgive it's destroyed yeah the spirit of preeminence if you can forgive yeah that preeminent spirit will be destroyed forever honestly yeah and he preached on forgiveness and i know a lot of times you you've been in the ministry for 17 years and you've been done wrong how are you able to forgive those that took advantage of you? Oh, man, that's a great question. Um, on, on the surface, it sounds kind of bad, like that in ministry, you're going to be done wrong. It, yeah. it, it's in life. In Definitely. life, you're going to be done wrong. And, and people make mistakes. Definitely. But there's so many good people in the world, and we just make mistakes because we're human beings, and that's what we do. So forgiveness is so huge. I, I like what one gentleman said. He said that when, when you are done wrong mm-hmm. if you hold on to that hurt um, you're the only one being harmed anymore yeah but once you let go of that hurt then no one is being harmed anymore wow. um, another way that it was said is when when you get cut you know you bleed first yeah but if you don't let that wound heal the people around you are going to be the ones getting that same blood or that wow. same hurt oh, on no. them Definitely. so when a, when a person gets hurt and I, and I say that to say I remember one time um, there was a person in, in leadership that mm-hmm. um, I was offended, but it yeah. was very small offense, mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. younger, and uh, I could have gotten real offense, but I thought it was more interesting at first, to be honest. I just hadn't <laughs> experienced this before. I didn't yeah. really know, but the real story is going home and uh, just sh- shedding a little light. When you get close to your family that love you more than life itself, yeah. And they find out you've been done wrong. <laughs> sometimes that's where the trouble begins. Oh, yeah. You can so handle true. an offense yourself. You can forgive one on one, but all of a sudden you get your your strong family behind that's you, and they're not touching this loved one of theirs. <laughs> yeah, and they're immediately on your side, which mm-hmm. that's family and that's oh, that's yeah. wonderful. But if we're not careful, when leadership maybe passes on to an offense, which was my case, and I could have been offended, and I went home to tell the family. And they immediately were on my side, ready to go pull in the powers that be. And let's get this thing in. And thankfully, God gave me some wisdom there in the moment. And I'm like, I just said, it's not a big deal. It's okay. Let's not worry about it. 
But what I realized in that moment was by me sharing an offense, mm. it caused more harm than it did good. Wow. Yeah. Look at Joseph. We'll talk about him for a moment. I wonder if he was in so much isolation and all of these little problems yeah. is because if he was with family, if was, wow. everybody would have known. Look at oh, what he yeah. was doing with his dreams. He couldn't keep a dream to himself. <laughs> he wasn't going to be able to keep an offense to himself either. Wow. Listen here, brothers. <laughs> These stars are bowing down to me. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I your mean, corn stalks shall bow down to mine. Yeah, <laughs> somebody's going to do me wrong. I'm going to tell my brothers, and we're, they're going to gang up on you know. Yeah. So one to try to answer your question, one thing is is uh, don't take it personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People make mistakes. Maybe they had a really bad day. Maybe they just got a speeding ticket. Yeah. Maybe they heard you wrong. Yeah. Maybe they thought you looked like someone else, or they were told you did such and such. Don't take it personal, especially mm-hmm. right off the bat. Yeah. Give a benefit of the doubt give a little bit of time and then and then know that what would I want in that position if yeah. I was in that place of leadership if I was in that place of giving an offense because I'm going to make this mistake someday what would I want this person to be able to say I'd hope they give me the benefit of the doubt yeah um, and then one other little story kind of a more closer to heart thing is where when you get that stab in the back by someone that you've really trusted, Mm -hmm. I think that's almost more difficult to handle sometimes because how do you, how do you repair a relationship or how do you begin again? Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially when, you know, we've heard, you may have heard preached before on the podcast or or different sermons that betrayal is something that you can't really ask for forgiveness for. Yeah. Yeah. They want to, I might want to if I betrayed someone. Yeah. But it's incredibly difficult to go up to that person yeah. when maybe the handle is still in their back and mm. it still has your fingerprints on it. Wow. And yeah. you want to say, would you please forgive me? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. incredibly hard. Um, but what made it, what helped in my life in this in this other situation was I, I looked at the hilt in the back, you know, and I knew I couldn't reach it. Yeah. And so I turned my back to God. Wow. And let him pull it out. And I realized when I did that, I was looking at the person who was also asking God for forgiveness. They couldn't <laughs> face me, but because I turned away and let God take it God out of me, wow. I was able to face the person. Wow. And we repaired Ooh. the relationship. That's incredible. And they never had to come and ask for forgiveness. God have mercy. God granted them their forgiveness, and God granted me the forgiveness. That, wow. <laughs> look. That's a mic drop. That is a <laughs> okay, mic. A mic drop. I, I, I hope y'all just. I'd hope y'all just heard what what he just said. When he turned his offense to God, yeah, he turned his back to God to let him pull out the knife, to let him pull out the offense. Mm-hmm. In doing so, God really faced him back towards the person that did it, mm-hmm. and instead of being offended, you forgave him. Yeah. And a lot of times, um, whether we want to believe it or not, and, and leaders leaders don't. Um, leaders make mistakes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, pastors make mistakes. They're human. So true. Uh, just every, everyone makes mistakes. Moses right? made mistakes. Oh, yeah. And Joseph so made mistakes. When you are wounded by leadership, that can especially be very, um, very hard to overcome. Oh, yeah. And when you look at, when you look at David, because yeah. we're talking about being a servant. You want to talk about being a servant, you have to look at David. Look at, yeah, look at David. And when David... <laughs> Let's put it the case like David was a man that served sheep. Yeah, you know he listened to his father. He listened to you know what his father he he was a servant even at birth. That's right. In the case that even his father says go out to ser- you know take care of these sheep and um, that's all David knew. All he knew was to take Absolutely. care of sheep and play, you know, when, a fire, well, <laughs> little, whatever you could. Like, what, but here, here's the thing, though. Like when I say wounded by leadership. Yeah. Well, and David, when he played the harp for Saul yeah. to calm the evil spirits that were within him. Through those What spirits. started happening? Saul started throwing spears at him. Well, yeah. Exactly. And a lot of times when you're serving, it can feel like you have a lot of spears being thrown at you. There yeah. can be collateral damage. There can, be, can be collateral damage. That, Absolutely. And it, I just... That's powerful. When you turn your offense to God, yeah, He will turn you back to that person. We have to forgive. Absolutely, we, we have to forgive. And, and, I'd, and I'd like to say, in these moment situations that I've described here, you know, they've gone forward, not yeah. backwards. I've been able to work with people that you could say I was offended <laughs> under or yeah. offended with, or I've been able to have good relationship with people mm-hmm. that oh, I was betrayed by. Yeah, and 
life is good. Oh yeah, it life continues, is great. and you go to church together, and you yeah. worship God together, and you have family and friends together. Mm. So, well, since we're talking about this, let's just let's get back. Let, let let's pick the brain of Brother Mike. Okay. Yeah, um, Brother Mike, how old are you? Thirty-five this year. Thirty-five, and you started working in youth ministry at what age? Um, I like to say when I was 17, basically 18. That's where I had that 17-year So started. W- when you were 17, 18, you were still in high school. Yeah. Just or, finishing. Or just finishing high school. Mm-hmm. I helped a little bit before that, but I, uh, before was more like I had a, you know, my mom helped in Sunday school yeah. mm-hmm. or kids club, and so she needed help, and so I yep. helped. But at this age, when I was 17, 18, this was my decision. Yeah. So that's where I count from. So the question is, what has life been like since you've been working in youth? Yeah. Oh, man. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. Um, our God is a funny God. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. He he has a plan, mm-hmm. and it's not broken by your mistakes. Yeah. He fixes it in the midst of it, and he uses you in spite of your flaws. If, if, if you're listening and you want to be a, a servant, you want to be a leader— um, and you all you look at all your mistakes and different things. Um, God doesn't use poor instruments. Yeah. He picks great tools, instruments. They might be in the uh, damage department. Yeah. <laughs> they might be in the mistake department. Yep. They might be in an area of not being used, so they've yes. been a little rusty, been out in the weather, broken down a little bit. But when he gets them in his hand, he's the master craftsman. Oh, that's so true. And yeah. so when you ask how it's it been like, I have seen probably the biggest pride and joy I had a, well, I had a work interview one time and they, they asked you know the question <clears throat> what are your greatest strengths and weaknesses <laughs> and stuff you know those are some canned questions but one question they asked was you know what's your thing you're most proudest of in your life and instantly I thought of the youth that I've got wow. to be with mm-hmm. just seeing some of the things that have been overcome and gone through and people the, the decisions young kids have made and yeah. grown with God and where they've taken them it's it's been a fun journey. I'm so glad, and I'm really lucky and blessed to have been brought to this church, to this city, to this youth group. Yeah, I would not want to be anywhere else. Oh. Absolutely. That that's well. that's um when you find somewhere to serve, mm-hmm. God will always find somewhere to bless. Yeah. And because because you be, you first before anything, brother Mike was a servant. Yeah. Before anything, before he desired to do anything, I mean, we were just talking about this earlier. Yeah, that brother Mike um, became the official youth pastor two years ago, three years ago. Uh, believe it or not, this will be going into our fifth year. Fifth year, wow! And I think up until a year ago, he he finally started calling himself the youth pastor <laughs> because brother Mike is just one of those people where he's it, it doesn't matter so about the title. It doesn't matter about the position. Yeah, brother Mike's one of brother Mike's famous saying is, "I'm just happy taking out the trash and turning on turning off the lights." That's right. You know, I'll, I'll give you a funny. I think that's why you know uh, when David he's old, and he says, "Oh, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord forever." I think it was really about turning the lights off and taking the trash out. He was just <laughs> so glad to finally get people yeah. to go home <laughs> and to do his little thing without being seen, Honestly. Yeah. and just spend a little quality time with God. Well, it's like it's interesting to say is that his greatest psalms that he written were by himself mm. and that it wasn't around people you know his yeah. the, the greatest words that he ever written down mm. on paper who what he what he's saying that we hear all the time that you know we hear people preach about is those were the moments when he was in the cave when he was uh, alone with the sheep that mm. nobody was near him and he served God and God alone in those moments. Wow, that's that's yeah. powerful too cuz we're talking about serving. Yeah. And serving if you're in it if you if you're in it just to say that I'm a servant, bro. You know? <laughs> yeah, honestly. If, you, if you're in it just to tell people, "Oh, I'm a servant." When you when you talk about David, yeah, writing his, his the, the the most famous of psalms when he's by himself. Yeah. When he has the one sheep that is lost from the 99 you yeah. know when he, when he has to be that shepherd that goes mm-hmm. and and find that sheep or when Honestly, he has to fight yeah. the lion and when he has to fight the bear yeah i mean no one knew he did that until he yeah. started fighting goliath yeah and i wonder if he looked at that sheep as himself yeah mm. yeah that he was the one away from the 99 yeah mm. 
Well, wow. I think it 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 reminds me of uh, I think it's a parable that Jesus speaks in uh, the Gospels about the difference from a shepherd and a hireling, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what's so so true about the the good shepherd is that he knows a sheep. He knows every sheep. He knows his sheep, wow. and he is there to serve his sheep. Though he, you know, can be anybody he wants to, he's serving the ones. I Like, f- for example, servant leadership uh, is defined as a leader who has all their intentions, everything that they have to serve the less mm-hmm. in order to see them grow and see them ha- mm. push forward. And in that case, the, 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 the difference between the good shepherd and the hireling was that the hireling was there just for a small time, did not even care about the sheep, didn't have any moment of he was just there to get paid. Mm-hmm. And what separated him from the good shepherd was the, sh- good, the shepherd knew his sheep. He knew their their. Uh, failures he knew their mistakes he knew the the pretty much the flesh of who they were but the shepherd was there to do more for the sheep and did not even care who he was or what you know he w- only thing was the whole thing that he wanted to do was to see that sheep mm. grow and be successful and honestly brother mike you are the prime example of that because there has been a lot of men and women that have been through the youth group. I, I would say I was one of those guys. Trey has been one of them. Um, yes, that, you know, would at times we, we would feel like we're on top of the mountains and there were sometimes we'd be in the valley. And you were the one person that we, I can think, I remember, I, like, I remember at youth camp, you know, be three o'clock in the morning with oh us my and gosh. handful of guys <laughs> in, the, in the hallway. In the hallways. Do you remember that? Oh, dude. I, the move of God that we had in the hallway. Oh, man. I yes. mean, I'm talking people praying through in Honestly. the dorm hallway. Yeah, exactly. And, and the funny thing is this. The shepherd always takes time takes for the time. feeble sheep. Honestly. The shepherd That's always awesome. knows. He knows. When, his sh- when something is wrong with his sheep. Exactly. And I talked about this last uh, episode. Mm-hmm. That sometimes, it's crazy, but Brother Mike knows when something's going on. That's right. Because he'll always ask, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> On a time when you feel like you're getting ready to give up. Oh, yeah. And it's those simples, the, the simplest of words is, how you doing? How's yeah. life going? Yeah, exactly. And the simple calls, like I, the text messages that I I, I will say, um, Brother Mike is over here. He's like feeling a little awkward. I'll just tell you. He's like, oh, man, these guys. He doesn't like but, when people talk about him. But it's very true. I remember you gave me a text message. Uh, I was at uh, on my campus and you texted me and said, hey man how you doing and I I texted back but that feeling to know that somebody was there that who cared for you mm-hmm. and uh, when you look at servant leadership um, that is what it is it's the number one guy will put himself second to put raise the others with him he won't elevate the sheep but he will he will come down to the sheep's level mm-hmm. and br- bring them up with him yeah, and I mean, when you look at let's look, let's look at Jesus Christ for example, the man you know had, you know, done miracles. He done these signs. He's done these wonders. He taught, you know, from the multitude, and he had twelve disciples with him, the people that you know, you know, these guys are all of him around. But what did he do? He came to their level, and brought him with him. He didn't just push him to the side, and they weren't his entourage. Though many people, the multitude, may see that, but also Jesus went to the young young boy, you know, that had the the fish Fishes and had his hands. lunch. Mm-hmm. And though he was small and though he was a little lad, God used him into a moment that was a huge miracle that shows up. You know, that, that's why I gotta say I think. I'm biased, but working with young people, yeah, I mean, there's so many wonderful ministries that people can be a part of, but working with young people is so special because they still have their seven loaves yeah. <laughs> and fishes. Honestly. Because you go through life and you start trying to give yourself possibly to the world or different mm. things, 
and sometimes your loaves and bread, you know, your loaves and fishes get eat up a little bit, and yeah. get used up, and then you sometimes finally turn to God and realize He's the one mm-hmm. that you should have been giving it to, yeah. and you don't have anything anymore. Mm. And you got these twelve men, these disciples. They didn't have any. They're His followers. Yeah. And they want—they're the ones willing to send the multitude away. Oh my oh, God! Oh yeah. It's the disciples. It wasn't Jesus. It yeah. was the disciples. And He said, "Do we have nothing?" And all of a sudden, they find this young lad. I wonder what that mother was like. <laughs> gave, like hey, if you're going to go follow this guy who does miracles, I'm going to send you with some extra food because Arm, you're going to be out yeah. there for a while. Because somebody else beside you is going to be hungry. Yeah. And because of that parent, that child was able to go and give what he had to wow. the disciples. And because the disciples listened, they got it too. Hey, so hey, the relationship of, of young people is connected in every part of a church, in yeah. every part of revival, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but... In, in servant leadership, when, when you talk about, we'll just put it the way you said, being number two, being willing to put number two, um, there is no number one but him. Yeah, we're, that's all, exactly. we're all number two. That's right. But mm-hmm. you look for that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I would I would share for people listening, you know, there's a lot of young people that have come up and go, what should I do for ministry? What should I do? I don't think I'm called to preach. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm called to be a preacher's wife. Or I don't know about Bible studies. I can't you have all these questions unsure. Mm-hmm. And I think what a really good answer is, is ask God to show you. That's yeah, right. wow. When you're in the multitude and everybody's hungry, mm. you should be able to see that everybody's hungry and looking at their watch and looking around for Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I mean, you should be able <laughs> yeah. to look. Talking tongues. Absolutely. Mm, you know, man. but um, so many times when a young person said, I'm searching, I'm asking God, God, tell me. And I notice their ears are opening, mm-hmm. yeah. but their eyes are shut. Wow. You're you're waiting for him to tell you when he's already been showing you. Wow. Mm. And many times I had one kid that uh, he ended up getting involved with uh, bus ministry. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was after camp and he thought he should get involved somewhere. And we prayed about it together. And next thing we know, it's in bus ministry. He never even came back and told me he got in bus ministry. I came to find out and went back to him. Like, hey, what happened? How'd you start? He's like, well, he said, I was just did what you said. I asked to look around and. Somebody talked to me about bus routes, and I saw these kids, and next thing I know, I'm passing out snacks, and then now I'm on a bus route, and I'm helping knock doors and talk to these, you know. That's what God will do. It might not Amen. be where you're at forever. Yeah. You know, but if you see a piece of trash on the floor. That's right. You pick it up. That's it's right. the house of exactly. God. There, there, well, there's no small act. Mm-hmm. God sees everything. Yeah. And you're talking mm-hmm. about uh, bringing up people, right? And this is what's so amazing, because we have to look at the fact that Jesus Christ was God manifested in the flesh. Yeah. God left his throne mm-hmm. and he came and he discipled 12 ignorant men, mm-hmm. 12 unqualified men. And it goes to show that you don't have to be qualified to be used. That's right. Yeah. And the great thing about a servant leader is the servant leadership, the servant leader, the servant youth pastor will be able mm. to uh, make you believe in yourself. Yeah. And and, and you and you'll raise up people that don't have hope, and you've seen this all the time. You see this all the time, where there are young people who don't, be, they don't believe in themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they don't think they're able to, to preach, or they don't think they're able to teach Bible studies. And and the youth pastor says, well, I believe in you. Yeah. You can do this, this, and that. I mean, Brother, Brother Mike was just pointing at himself. He's yeah. a prime example of someone who might have not had the most self-confidence, the most boldness. Yeah. Um, the... Uh, the most desire to even speak in front of people. Mm. And there you are every Wednesday yeah. preaching to 40, 50, 60 plus people. Yeah. And at the same time, God was able to use you, even though you didn't believe in yourself because you had people that believed in yeah, you. Absolutely. Amen. And that's what's so awesome about a youth pastor. Yeah. That's what's so awesome about someone that is a servant leader because they see where you are. Yeah. Because that servant leader has been in your position. Mm-hmm. Let me bring up this word that we brought up where, you know, all these young guys, young girls are like, God, I, is, you know, they come to you, Brother Mike, and they say, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I, I need a calling in my life. You know, I don't know where God's placed me at, but I need a calling in my life. And I think there's one word, ultimately what we need to do, if you're in a called and you don't know specifically, but you are called one word I would say is to minister. And you'll be like, well, what do you mean by minister? You mean like be up at the pulpit and, you know, preach? I mean, that could be a ministry. But when you look at the word minister or minister or we hear as ministry, mm-hmm. the word in Greek is diakonos, which means a servant <laughs> 
of the king. Wow. That's awesome. Where Dude. One who executes the command awesome. of another. Wow. A servant attendant, a minister, a servant of the mm. king. And wow. when you think about it is that no matter what specific calling you have called, we are all called to minister right. and to serve the king of kings. Oh, my goodness. And that is powerful. If it, it if it means, you know, to be a children's, be called a children's ministry or called to a youth ministry or called to, you know, uh, just bus ministry, don't forget that that word you put children's ministry is mm-hmm. you're serving the children, of the God. children of God. You are yes. you are serving the king that is, you know, that don't put yourself in marginalize yourself to say uh, I'm, this is all as far as I can go but God has called all of us to minister go to y'all the world and preach the gospel and uh, yeah and I was gonna say don't don't limit yeah your ministry by yeah. your talents gifts and come abilities on, come, on, come now. on I mean you look at the tabernacle and yeah. you look at the talent of all the people there were people providing monies there yeah. were people with the thread work there were people wow. with the silver and so the gold true. and the woodwork and then who was cleaning the tabernacle? Who was wow. beating the mm. dust out of it? Come on now. Who was sweeping the dusty floors? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that entire operation to move the tabernacle throughout the wilderness. Wow. And even oh if you're gosh. in a dry place or of your own mm-hmm. self, you don't see a job specifically for yourself, that's okay. Yeah. Or if you can't see a talent or ability in yourself or how to do it, maybe it's because that ministry hasn't been created yet. Mm. Come on now. And you know, we've got 40-some-odd ministries in, in our church that yeah. we have yeah. here. Um, and we've got a lot of young people involved in all of them. Yeah. But we don't have a young person in every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And we have ministries that were created within this last yep. year that haven't been around before yeah. that we're finding, why haven't we been doing this? Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh. the young people. Yeah. And when we say young, I still think if you're under 40 or even 50, you're young. So yeah. there's yeah. a lot that you can do <laughs> with the strength that God has given you. And there's yeah. even more that you can do in the strength that he will give you. See, yeah. that's the thing, because the Bible says that many are called, but, but few, few are, are chosen. chosen. When we hear that scripture, we automatically think called to preach. Yeah. Called to be behind the pulpit. Called mm-hmm. to be behind, be in the spotlight, the limelight. Come on. But everybody is Somebody's called to be light. a servant. Someone's got to run the light. But yeah. Uh, being a servant Ooh, that's is not good. <laughs> I, that's I'm sorry. That was good. Being a servant is is it's not an option. No, it's, it's not. a command. It is. It's a command yeah. from God. It is. We have to be servants. Romans twelve and four. For as we many, Sweet. for we have many mm. members in one body, and all members have not the same office. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Mm. Serving others isn't about serving those that you like serving those that are in leadership it's all about serving the church Ooh. and when you're in leadership in the church yeah your ministry is to be a servant mm. and a lot of people hear the word servant and they cringe but in reality being called a servant is the greatest most honorable thing someone can call you honestly if i die if I die one day, I want people to be able to be, I believe that I'm going to see Jesus Christ yeah. come back. Amen. So, but if I die and I don't see that, I want be, people to be able to, to preach at my funeral yeah. that he was a servant. Amen. I believe that. I know brother Mike, I know brother Mike's tomb tombstone is going to say, Oh yeah. If, if we're officiating your funeral <laughs> one day, um, that's, we're going to just put it right there that this man was a servant. Yeah. It better and not be boring. It, oh, it won't be boring. You know when boring. they're going to be boring. <laughs> no, it ain't going to be boring. You see, this is one thing that we can't forget, though. When we hear, like I said, when we hear the word servant, we yeah. cringe. We think, oh, I don't want to be a servant. That's almost a. I'm but, tired picking up chairs. <laughs> but here's the thing. This is, this is something that we cannot forget, though, because who else was a servant, the servant, yeah. the lamb? Yep. Jesus. Amen. Jesus' ministry was literally built upon the foundation of serving others. Ooh. We look at it. The f- very first m- miracle that Jesus ever per- per- performed that was recorded. You know, there's no telling. He could have he could have performed a lot of miracles before it was recorded. You know, yeah. when he was a young lad, whatever. But the first miracle that was performed, mm. that was recorded, was turning the water into, in, wine. into wine. Yeah. The reason behind that was because they were obviously at the wedding. Yeah. They were at this big feast, this big uh, party. And they ran out of wine, and Mary was like, "Jesus, go fill up, go fill these. You know, go. We need more wine." Yeah. Well, can I put something that it's very interesting with that? Is mm-hmm. that well, his? Let me read you this, and you keep going. Okay. Matthew twenty twenty eight. Since we're pulling out scriptures, yeah. Got to say, even as the Son of Man 
came not to be ministered unto, yeah. but to minister and to give his life Ooh. a ransom for many. Wow. So wow. you are spot on. <laughs> Man, mic drop. <laughs> hey, but pun intended? Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put that on a t-shirt, mic drop. Micro series. Micro. <laughs> well, I'll put this case that we can go into another area is that Jesus' mother looked at him mm. and says, you're going to do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, where he says, woman, <laughs> it's not my time. <laughs> oh, woman, out. woman, and his, and he said, you call, and I, I'd be really paraphrasing, but I think his mother's like, you ain't calling me woman. You won't make that one. <laughs> it, but what's interesting is that he was submitted to the authority that was with him. Isn't that crazy? His yeah. Parents. That God mm. was, was God. Yeah. <laughs> was literally, uh, submitted to to someone else. Yeah, and here, here's something cool: when they when they filled the pots with water, mm. Jesus turned them to wine. Yeah, it wasn't just ordinary wine. No, but it, it was, was the, the last wine. Last wine, and he says that he saved it for the best wine for last. Mm. He yes. saved the best wine for last, and so when you when you look at it, when you are a servant, mm. you have to be comfortable with being last. Ooh, come on! Servanthood now. is not about being in the spotlight. It's about making sure the parts in the dark corners are taken care of. Mm. Nice. And and I would always say it is about being in the spotlight if you're yeah. called to be in the spotlight. Yeah, that's right. Or even when you're in the spotlight and you find yourself there mm. and mm. this is your opportunity, you know, don't discount being a preacher, a pastor, yeah, a teacher, right. a Bible study right. teacher, oh, absolutely a not. door knocker, yeah. a bus Amen. route, um, a, a, you know, sound person. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, every position in the church matters. Absolutely. The body, Amen. the members. 100%. You know, but when you're in that forefront, you also have an obligation to not let down, to That's not right. just give That's you right. half of your effort to That's be right. prepared and be ready. Because yeah. what if, what if you falter? Yeah. And the thing stops up. God will still raise up someone else and have His will. Oh yeah. That's right. But you missed your opportunity in your life to be mm-hmm. a blessing and to be blessed. That's right. Serving yeah. is about being last. Yeah. Would you agree? Serving is about being last in a in a in a in a in a in spectrum of things. Yeah, absolutely. Being decreased. I mean, John the Baptist, yep. you know, I must, must decrease. So he must that's increase. right. Absolutely. And he was the greatest prophet according that's to right. Jesus. Oh, that's yeah, right. that's right. So that's right. Matthew talk about an example. Yeah. Mm. Matthew 19 and 30. Ready for this? But many that are first shall be last. Uh, yeah. And the last shall be first. And I will say, um, be careful, you know, young ministers, servants, leadership, wherever you want to be. Don't just make it about your ministry only. That's mm. right. Come so on. So serving in the church, serving in your place in ministry, serving other ministries, absolutely. But when you go to your day job, mm. when you're in the school classroom, yeah. when you're in the lunch lady line, you know, don't throw the food back if it's not good for lunch lady. You know, smile <laughs> at her. <laughs> Say thank you. That's Ask right. her how her day is. That's right. You know, throw your trash away. Ask, mm. Offer she needs the door open for her. Yeah. You know, we're not called to a part-time ministry. There's no That's part-time right. ministry. That's right. There's no part-time Christian. It's yeah. all the time. It's not even full-time. It's That's right. all the time. All Instant, the time. in season, yeah. out in of season. season. It's a seven-day uh Ministry. Yeah, it's, it's not a weekend ministry. It's there are no seven. weekend warriors. That's no, right. absolutely <laughs> weekend not. Weekend warriors. You know, twenty four seven all we, day. We, and we talk about, um, you know, we're t- we talk about people that are pre. Like you said, every every ministry matters. Yeah. Whether you're preaching behind the pulpit. Yeah. Whether you're uh, teaching Bible study or whether you're doc- knocking doors for a bus route. But I want to also turn your attention to this though, that those that are in the spotlight mm. did not get there without being a servant first. That's right. Because I want to, I'm going to just name drop someone, Brother Victor Jackson, mm. okay? Wow. He's not where he's at right now just because. Yeah. But Brother Jackson had to learn to serve. That's right. And because Brother Jackson learned first to serve, God was comfortable with elevating him. That's mm. right. You have to be a servant mm, before absolutely. any before anything else. We're called to be servants. Yeah, well, and just like Bishop, okay? Yeah, I was going to say, let's talk, let's talk about, you know, Bishop, that he was, you know, called in in a college, mm-hmm. let's say like our age, uh, from you know eighteen, say thirty five, um, he was called to, you know, to serve the kingdom of God. That's right. He, he, his, his first intentions was not to go out preaching these conferences. It wasn't his first intention was not to go out, but it was to bring people into the church, mm-hmm. to know this this God that you know, changed his life and serve under the men that he was under. And wow. it's, 
that's I think I, that's the effect. That's how you be effective. It's not about it's not about yourself. It's about Absolutely. God. And I, and I want to uh, add something real quick to this. This is because I've been praying about this episode has been on my heart for probably two weeks. So I got a bunch of notes on my. Oh, phone. yeah. But here's here's one thing that I that I want to bring to your attention. I think it's almost impossible. You can correct me if I'm wrong, brother Mike, because you're my pastor. But I think it's almost impossible to be a servant without knowing who you are as a person. Mm. Because a lot of times being called to be a servant, you're called to serve others. Like you said, knowing things, but not being known. And Philippians two and three says, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. And Philippians two and seven says, but made himself of no reputation. Jesus talking about Jesus made himself mm-hmm. of no reputation and took upon him the form of a what of a, a servant. servant. And he was made in the likeness of men mm-hmm. and two and eight. And he and he being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and he became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wow. No, I, w- I would I would certainly agree. Um, a, a scripture piggyback off of that in, in Paul, he's writing in Second Corinthians. Mm-hmm. I had to look up while you were talking there. Second Corinthians twelve fifteen, mm-hmm. it says, "And I will very gladly spend and be spent for you. Wow! Though the more abundantly I love you, the less I be loved. Ooh. Wow! So yes, in in ministry, you do kind of have to know, and in servitude, you have to kind of sounds bad maybe, but you have to know your place. Yeah, you got to." You know, when it's your limelight place, yeah. that's okay. When it's your background place, your limelight, that's all, that's right too. But you have to know where you're at. Mm. If you're wanting to be in the limelight place, there's nothing wrong with that. I that's think right. I would rather have somebody asked me the other day with all of our youth groups, uh, uh, with all of the young women and young women in our youth group and the places and leadership that they're aspiring to get into, mm-hmm. you know, how do you manage some of that? Yeah. And these personalities and this and that. And they're... Um, I'll just be honest. The way they were took me, they were looking at our human youth group. Who some yeah. of them are kind of arrogant, some of them are kind of cocky, some of them yeah. are very bashful, some of them are very um, uh, introverted. Yeah. You know, how do you manage all these things? And I wanted to say it's not me. I don't manage any of this. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's God. These are God's Honestly, young people. Yeah. But for how, as far as how to you know talk with the young people and what to do, you know, our place is behind the generation that's coming forward. So yeah. every generation should be looking wow. backward. You should know the place that I am is to further the kingdom of God so that the generation behind me can further the kingdom of God. We're all wow. advancing towards him, not away from him. Um, so when you talk about your place and if you don't have a love of yourself, yeah. how yeah. can you love someone else? Come on, oh, if come you, on now. If you want to be a minister to someone else, David ministered to himself. He encouraged himself yeah. daily. Yes, How sir. can you look in the mirror and not be yeah. appreciative of yep. who God has made you to be and yet go and look at someone else and try to tell them how God loves them, the person that he's created them to be? Wow. I, I told someone this. <laughs> I love that you just said that because I, I, if you're listening right now, I want you to pay attention to what Brother Mike just said. You have to learn to love yourself. Mm. So many people even bad with your flaws, even with, even with every you. flaw, yeah, every broken part of your life. You have to love the even the most brokenest part of your life, yeah. And if we can't love ourselves, when you don't love yourself, come on, you're doubting the love of God. Come on, Ooh. look, the two greatest commandments of God love the Lord thy God with all of thy heart, heart, thy mind, thy strength. Every, you have to love the God with everything that you have. Mm-hmm. The Bible says this, the second is namely this. That you have to love your neighbors as, as you love yourself. That's right. Yes. That's right. Wow. It's people think when oh I, I people think it's wrong to love yourself. Mm. And they're can I a, can I insert thing yeah, here? We're ahead. not getting political. Yeah. But that's including political parties. Come definitely. on. Now. That's including yeah. the human beings that definitely. maybe yeah. even put in power that you agree and don't agree with. Yeah. Definitely. If the heart of the king is in the hand of God, wow. you have to trust that the people yeah. in power are there as well. Amen. But that's not to say we don't have our part. We don't pray. Yeah. God's will be done. But you can't hate on things and have strive toward things mm, yeah. and then try to be a minister Come on towards now. people. You have to wow. love Man. 
all people, all Amen. people, all including people. yourself, including the tax collectors, That's including right. the Zacchaeuses that yeah. the people hate, yeah. and he has to hide up in a tree. You know, we should be the ones inviting them down into our homes yeah. and households wow. and be loving. Well, I'm going to give you a verse right now from Romans chapter 12, verse 9 through 11. It says, let love be without hypocrisy. That's right. Arbor what is evil yep. and cling to what, what is, is good. good. Be devoted That's to right. one another in brotherly love. Brotherly Give love. preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, and serving the Lord. Mm. With gladness. With gladness. Man. I think it's so important to know that we are not number one. Absolutely. But God is number one. Absolutely. And we are the number two, and we are the last. When you put, when you put God first in everything that you do, yeah, God will make sure that you are blessed mm. every single time. Every single time. When you find somewhere to serve, God will find somewhere to bless. Yes. And I believe that with my whole heart. I've wow. got a. I've got something that who know. I don't know if it, it. It's a message. It's a word from the Lord to me. But when you look at Joseph, we've been talking about mm-hmm. different leadership. I like to look at Samuel a little bit better. Oh, yeah. But Joseph, oh, yeah. I'll just mention, uh, Joseph, I kind of believe that he had an ego problem. Mm. But I'll take, <laughs> young, I'll take young people with ego problems because young people with ego problems yeah. will not limit their God. Mm, come but on. people that don't have any backbone or don't have a belief in themselves, they have trouble believing in the God of their salvation. Yeah. But Joseph, I wonder if he wouldn't have had to go through so many. He needed to to get to uh, Pharaoh's house. But yeah. I wonder if things might have been a little easier for him had he been not about the sheaves buying down to me, yeah. but about I'm how, God, I want to be a sheaves buying down to you. I've never thought about it like that. Because he's always, always, in, in everything yeah. that he does, his hand is blessed and he serves. We yeah, know yeah. he had a good work, a hard work ethic. Well, he's a servant. Yeah. But. He always wanted to be at the top of every place he went every to, place. even in the prison. Yeah. He had to be number one in the prison. Well, let's be ex- let's bring an example. And God would force him, yeah. to be number two. When he was in Potiphar's house, the favor of the Lord was upon that house, and it. When he was in the prison, the favor of the Lord was there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just have to learn how to be humble in the situation. God have mercy. Because God is going to bless when you're in the will of God. Absolutely. You, you look at. I got to throw in Samuel just because yeah. when he's a boy, he's dedicated to the house of God. Oh, yeah, for he sure. He's in the house of God, and the voice of God comes to him in an audible tone, mm-hmm. scares him, <laughs> yeah. and he runs. He runs. But where does he run to? To, to Eli. To, yeah. to the man of God. To he the man runs. Of God. The, the voice of God mm-hmm. will be so close to the voice of the man of God Ooh, in your life. Come on. Yeah. If you can't recognize the voice of the man of God in your life, how are you going to yeah. recognize the actual voice of God yeah. in your life? Our, our men of God are not called the watchmen on the wall for no reason. That's Come right. On now. That's, That's right. right. And then you look at Samuel could have rejected the house of God. Yeah. He was dedicated to it. He could have ran home and never, I don't, this isn't for me, Mom. That was your decision. Yeah. I'm walking. I'm leaving. How can you be honored and have a place in ministry mm. for your church, local congregation, wherever God's called you to be, when you can't submit to your mom and to yeah. your dad. Wow. Honor Come thy on. mother and thy father. That's right. Yeah. The days may be be long. Uh, That's right. For long. Your <laughs> your relationship <laughs> to God yeah. is directly proportional to your relationship with, with your parents. That's right. Yes. And that's that not so there's not to say, you know, I grew up in split family home. Yep. There's not to say anything is wrong with that. There can be difficulty in that, just like in any other. Mm. But if you can have a good relationship with an abusive father, you can have a relationship with a distant mother, you can have a relationship with a close church, and you can have a relationship with a perfect father. And um, that's uh, that's that's a good point because a lot of people, a lot of people that grow up with um, with an abusive father or with with, uh, even with a mother, um, they reflect that back to Christ. Yeah. And and God is so loving. God is so caring. God cherishes every single moment that we have with Him. If He didn't, He would never would. He never had to leave His throne. Yeah. To come down and and literally God. I I want people to realize that God, mm-hmm. perfect, righteous, holy, wrapped Himself mm-hmm. in our flesh. Yeah. In sinful, sinful flesh, flesh. Yet without sin. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't tell me God doesn't love us. On, For God man. so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Yeah, mm-hmm. He didn't just come down here and make himself number two. <laughs> he 
He's the only one. He's the only one. He's the only one, and he did it for us. Mm. Just so we can have, again, that relationship. And I, I know Serving well, God, yeah, serving in ministry, being a, a servant, being a leader, um, whatever. What do we call the topic of this? Servanthood before leadership. Servanthood before leadership. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that could be a leader yeah. mm. before he was a servant. That's right. But yet he was still willing to put his hand down in the dust and make man. I I I I can't. It's it's hard to fathom exactly what what God did for us. Yeah. When he when he formed man, when he formed woman out of the side of man, and from the very beginning God had a plan for man. Yeah. God knew that we were going to be here in this room, having this podcast today. Yeah. That's right. Well, I I'm going to say we have to end it here, guys. Uh, It's been fantastic episode. Before we go, Brother Mike, um, as serving in youth, you must have a, like a ton of like funny moments <laughs> or uh, any <laughs> awkward situations. Do you, is there one right now that you can think of that? Um, you know, I'll, I'll try to make it <laughs> funny, but also get something out of it too, Come since on. we're wrapping things up. Yeah. The funny part. So we're at senior camp, and this is one of the first years that I've committed to staying all day and night um i wasn't a fan of doing that it's just i'll be honest it's easier to go home and get some sleep (laughs) yeah but uh this was one of the first years where i was staying all night and it was great wonderful kids but we had this room that was acting up and these kids were making a ruckus and going dorm to dorm and you know you try (laughs) to figure out how can you correct these kids you can't spank them you can't (laughs) wring their neck you know what do you do and uh Somehow I found a Febreze bottle in my hand oh, no. and uh, I just, I, I corralled this whole room and they were, they were all scared. These 17, 18, 19 year old boys, uh, a couple of them bigger than me. And uh, they were all scared of this little Febreze bottle in my hand. Oh man! Just when they wouldn't stop talking, when they thought I'd gone to sleep, I'd bust in there, <laughs> spray wake them up, spray some new, and their room smelled horrible. So it really helped too. Oh man. Um, so that's, that's kind of the, the funny part there, but. You might, some might consider that. Hopefully, this doesn't go anywhere, and that's considered abuse today. Because you know? <laughs> I remember, I remember, as a uh, child, when we had a little puppy, and my mom would use water bottles to spray the puppy, spray the puppy to not yeah. do <laughs> certain things. And uh, you know, it works with young people too, I, apparently. But you know, it was just that one room. Yeah. It wasn't every room. It wasn't every kid. And these kids were old enough. And I have to say, I had relationships with all of them. Mm-hmm. I had you know, rough house with them. I had talked with them. I had ministered with them and they had ministered to me. So when you're uh, doing leadership and you're going through things, just like our Lord and Savior knew that humanity needed to be saved, he also knew that an individual needed to be saved. And he knows the amount of grace and mercy that an individual needs. If you're in leadership, ministry, preacher, in the background, wherever you're at, whenever you're dealing with people, there should always be exceptions. Yeah. Have your rules, have your guidelines, stick to those, don't back down. Those are God-given. But at the same time, you need to have plenty of grace and mercy mm. for every Amen. person that comes around. Amen. Wow. That's, that's I, I awesome. don't want to end the episode. I know you don't, <laughs> but we, we got to end it. So, uh, Speaking of ending it then, Trey, can you uh, uh, end us with prayer then? I want to end us with prayer, but I also want to say something, Brother Mike. Thank you yeah. for... Uh, you have played a, a very key role in me and John Calvin's life. Oh, that's very true. And I think that we are the people that we are today because Brother Mike has had a, a part in that. Amen. And I, I, I give all I give all the glory to God for allowing Amen. him to use you. Amen. Amen. Um, but I also want to thank you as the man that took time. Yeah. You never had to take time. You never had to take time to minister us and to, and to invest into us. Mm-hmm. Um, but you did, and I praise God for youth pastors. Amen. God, I want to thank Lord you for Jesus. this great time. On this podcast, God, I, I thank you for the spirit that I'm feeling in this room. I thank you for the anointing of God that you that you poured upon us, God. I pray, Lord, that if someone's watching right now, God, if someone's listening to us right now, I pray that they would know that there is a God who loves them, that there's a God who has given them purpose, that he has breathed life into them. And I want to let everyone know right now, God, that God is a caring, loving Father. 
He is one that sacrificed his life on that cross. He never had to do it, but he did it for me. He did it for Brother Mike. He did it for John Calvin, and he did it for you. And God, I want to give you all of the glory, God. I want to give you I want to give you all of the praise. I want to give you all of the honor, and I want to thank you for this great opportunity to be on this podcast today. Before we end off, we got three words we'd like to say. Before we say that, don't forget to check us out on social me- all over social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, uh, our pl- uh, podcasting platforms, yes, Spotify, sir. Apple Music, Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. And when you're finished with this podcast, go don't forget to That's go right. check out Brother Dusty Young's Search for Truth podcast. Our Instagram is Steadfast Devo. Our Facebook is Steadfast Devo. Our podcast is The Steadfast Devotion. Three, two, one. You, you have, have purpose. purpose.